0: You're listening to No Like, and Trust by Stampede Digital Systems. As a pioneer of the Know, Like, and Trust movement, Stampede guides listeners through the marketing process with real-life examples of successful individuals. Today's show highlights a business owner who offers a valuable service, making a powerful impact on the world. With your host, Troy Campbell.
1: Welcome everyone to another version of Stampede No Stampedes No Like and Trust podcast. We are so so glad that you joined us today. We have an amazing guest to share with you her story, her adventure, and, and what she's doing to grow her business. Before we I introduce her, I'd like to just mention the purpose of this podcast. This is about knowing and liking and trusting when we are in business, when we're building an organization, uh, it could be a, a non-for-profit. It could be, it could be a club. Getting people to know us and to like us and to trust us is the very best way in the short term and the long term for us to thrive in, in our venture, to be that authentic person. And we have an amazing person today on the show. Her name is Marilyn August. And I'm so glad to, I'm so happy to introduce her. Uh, Marilyn is a profit attracting expert. For more than 20 years, her breakthrough sales and marketing strategies have shown sales and business professionals how to close more deals and make more money. As a former business consultant for the Small Business Devo- Development Center uh, of the uh, SBA, the Small Business Administration, she helped countless small and medium-sized Businesses identify their strengths, recognize their weaknesses, and develop sales accelerator opportunities, and banish growth revenue, stumbling blocks. Uh, Marilyn uh, researched and developed her LinkedIn Done For You Lead Gen uh, in response to solving her coaching client's dilemma. How to get prospects to know, like, and trust you in the digital age. So she fits really good here on our show. She's discovered a golden 21st century opportunity that turns virtual relationships into real deals. Marilyn has been featured in the Los Angeles Times, Orange County Register, and the OC Metro Magazine. Her commitment, results you take to the bank. Thank you, Marilyn.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be
1: here. I love it. I love it. Oh yes, yeah. so so you you've you created you moved your business to LinkedIn. I love that. Yes, so, I mean it's such a great LinkedIn stampede here. We love LinkedIn, uh, especially business to business. It's such a wonderful tool to connect with others.
2: It is the the gold standard, if you will, of business to business. This, uh let me clear up right away that it's not social media. Like Instagram and Facebook, nothing against them, but it's totally it's different.
1: Yep, it's yep. I, I would agree. Um, uh, so let's get to the to your company on LinkedIn. But let's first hear. I want to hear your story, and I know our, our listeners want to too. How did you get
2: started and, and and get all this moving forward? Well, I'll do my best to give you the short version because it's um. It's not a three-hour show, <laughs> so I'm going to give you the cliff notes, and that's probably pretty long. Uh, my background, my professional background, is as a corporate trainer. I worked for some very large companies before they decimated training departments, but the reality is I just never fit into corporate America. Right. I was always trying to fix it, and I assumed like a lot of people that the problem was me and I became what I call a self-help junkie I went to more trainings you're smiling you You can relate to this yes Uh, trainings coaches therapists I needed to fix me right and eventually I met my first teacher and mentor and as I was going through my corporate drama I think it was uh five jobs in 10 years well, in those days, five jobs in 10 years was a bad thing. These days, it's, so what else is new? <laughs> uh, but um, I was working with him particularly on what now would be called the psychology of money okay. and self-worth and the inner attitudes and beliefs about money and success and greed and was money a bad, you know, everything from the root of all evil, which comes from the Bible. Which is misquoted, by the way. Absolutely. And people forget that. So I developed a six-week program. I uh, got fired from my last job. It would now be called a transformational program called Money, Wealth, and Wisdom. And at the same time, I knew nothing about business. I was one of these people who I said, build the field. Right. And they mm-hmm. did not come. They did not come. Yep. <laughs> I thought Mm -hmm. I had the greatest thing in the world everybody would want. Mm this. So I like to say that the government hired me that small business development center uh, gig as a consultant because I knew nothing about business and also knew nothing about sales. So I became a lifelong student of sales, formally trained in the Sandler systems. And I was attracting salespeople and entrepreneurs Uh, small business owners, service businesses. And for some reason, family businesses, I don't know why. And they would go through my six-week program and they would know what was, by the end of six weeks, they were having these amazing breakthroughs. Incomes were going up. They realized that something a parent said to them 30 years ago was affecting their income. And they were just having fun with this, seeing everything uh, like the revenue roadblocks that I talked about. And my bio were disappearing. And so the, they said, so, "Well, what now? Now that we've done this at six weeks, what do we do?" And I wanted to start another training program, and they said, "No, we want you." And I became I evolved. I didn't plan on this. Most of businesses, you don't plan on what happens. Right. I started working one-on-one with the entrepreneurs and salespeople at what now would be called a coach. Before the word coach was like the word vanilla. I call myself a business advisor. I became very intimately involved, if you will, with a, with their businesses over a long term. And a couple of things were going on simultaneous to this. Life is not a linear, straight line as you and I both know. Uh, one is that I found that entrepreneurs didn't have time to execute on what I was advising. So if there was a marketing program they needed or a strategy they needed, I'd come back the next week and nothing had happened. Right. So I started doing it. I mean, what was the point of them? They were paying me a fee. I just started taking it on and instead of editing copy, writing copy.
1: Right.
2: And at the same time as all this was happening, technology was rearing its, which Mike Call Ugly had. And clients weren't able to use traditional sales methods. They weren't able to get meetings.
1: Right.
2: They, they couldn't use what they were learning because most of it was about the transaction called sales. Very little of it was about um, digital marketing. And that's when I discovered LinkedIn You know, with caller ID and um, voicemail. I actually have a whole series of scripts on getting through voicemail, getting a callback. And I don't care what anybody says, the call-through rates are still 3% lower. And I thought found this magic thing called LinkedIn, and I thought it was the greatest thing. And I had this idea that if I would drive profile views like SEO for LinkedIn, that prospects would see my clients' profiles. And they would just want to do business with them. I thought, what a a great thing. And then I looked at their profiles. (laughs) (laughs) I I said, wait a minute. (laughs) A discrepancy somewhere. A little discrepancy. It was like their website (laughs) would never look like this. Right. Never have a a website that was skinny or didn't have any content or uh, read like a resume. And once again, kind of by accident, um, in order to help my clients, I was writing profiles. I couldn't, I couldn't let somebody see what they had there. And I had a, actually, until very recently, I was granted under sticky profiles. Okay. What I came to realize is that people didn't know what a sticky profile was any more than they know what a sticky website is. Right. Digital marketers know what a sticky website is, and I know what a sticky website is, but the average entrepreneur or salesperson does not know. Yes. So, Profit GPS is my original coaching company, and what I found is I was doing their profiles, and I'm done for it because we are too close to our own forest to see the trees. We really need help. I discovered, much to my surprise, that I had talent for pulling out the value proposition and for this differentiation in the marketplace. All right. So in LinkedIn, the foundation of everything, of getting to know you, is your profile. It's like a website. Only more people get to see it because there's five, what is it, 500 million businesses on LinkedIn or some ridiculous number Yeah. like that. So that's how it started, and the lead gen is became, okay, now I've got a profile. What do I do now? Exactly. And in my opinion, and I think you and I might share this, there is no better way for a prospective client to get to know you than on LinkedIn. Um, they're not answering their phones. And you're definitely not having in-person meetings right now. Oh, how does somebody get to know you? And yet, like you, there are many pieces to this puzzle, to this marketing puzzle. And I often have to explain to people when, when, when you go to a new restaurant these days, and I've done this myself, it's kind of funny when I've, I, I'm sitting in the parking lot uh thinking and i am in a neighborhood i don't know and i there's this restaurant there and i'm thinking hmm that might be a good place to try i'd like to try something new and uh what am i doing i'm sitting in my car on my smartphone and i'm googling the restaurant for the reviews before Mm -hmm. i walk in the door
1: yes yes
2: now in the olden days I would just park the car, walk in the restaurant, try it out one time. If I didn't like it, I'd never come back again.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the thing that I think what I, how I would characterize what you're talking about, you tell me you know, if, if you feel I'm off base or not, is the difference between then and now was that then the, the marketing was meant to interrupt people and now with this content it's meant to inform and so so people are are reaching out and figuring things out before they ever make a purchase before they ever um take action they're seeking out the information of, of for the purchase they're not waiting to be told that told to buy is that- I think,
2: yeah i think the way i say it is similar to that is that they're checking you out before they walk in the door.
1: Yeah.
2: And the analogy I was using with the restaurant is similar to LinkedIn. They're checking you out before they're going to take you phone call or they're going to talk to you even by email. Mm-hmm. They want to know what you're all about. They want to get to know you, know, like, trust. Yes. Um. So you're absolutely right. I think previously, uh, people don't understand. They think that they're overwhelmed by content marketing. It's become a monster word. Oh, yeah. They yeah. also look at this as, are you real? Are you genuine? Are you, they're validating you mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they ever, uh, want to speak to you just like I validated the restaurant before I ever walked in the door and also when I'm looking at those reviews what impresses me is what, um, is if the owner has answered a poor review if they've come back if they've engaged so what I think say about LinkedIn and you said it in a different way is its engagement will Will somebody engage in a dialogue with me? Uh, so, so in my world, so much so that they'll have a phone call. So I think we're both saying the same thing, but they want a lot more information. And I want, I as a consumer, mm-hmm. want a lot more information when I buy something than I ever wanted before. I read those reviews. <laughs> I mean, it's silly. And I get asked to review everything. You bought some Kleenex, review it. yeah it's true
1: it's true please review us Um, yes but yeah no no that makes a lot of sense something in your story that you were mentioning that i i want to go back to because i really it really just hit me was you discovered that you had the ability to pull out the value proposition right which to me is hand in glove with the no like, and trust in, in a way.
2: Does that make sense? It is. It actually is the no like, and trust because here's, and, I'll, and I'm sure you already know this, but for your listeners, um, LinkedIn started as a job board. It was only a job board. Right. They never anticipated that it would become a B2B networking platform. What has happened is that because it was a job board, I think most people thought that their profile should read like resumes. So if you read most boring profiles, they read like resumes, which is not what people want. People want to know what problem you can solve. Yeah. What they, they, They either have a people problem, they have a process problem, or they have a profit problem. They don't hire you or buy your product or service because of something you did 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a really hard thing to drive home to people that feature and benefits marketing does not work anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: It just doesn't. So I think you're saying the same thing. When I say value proposition, I want to know what do you bring to the marketplace? What's unique and special about you? So for example, there's a gazillion financial advisors. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've worked with many. They tend not to do much on LinkedIn because they're scared of regulators. But just as an example, on a highly regulated business, why should I choose you to handle my money, which is a very sensitive subject? Mm -hmm. well I just did a profile for a woman who's just a barrel of fun she's light she's easy to talk to she's non-judgmental because financial advisors talk about money all day long they don't get up you know they don't buy into anything but she would became aware of that when she talks to people they're scared that they maybe made a mistake so she brought kind of a almost a giggly way of approaching financial advising in any, in any way that even a novice could understand. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get that into words, that unique authenticity that you're talking about. I had to find the words to describe why of all the financial advisors in the world, do I want to get to know this particular woman?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: And that's, I think it's an art and a skill. Um, it sounds like I'm blowing my own horn, but I see I see so much that is just a stomach turner when I read the profiles. Um, it, it hurts me that people are leaving that kind of thing up there. <laughs> just one quick other story. I talked to somebody um, the other day and she had a whole bunch of fancy initials after her name. Like, you know, all the acronyms of whatever. It wasn't an MBA like everybody would recognize. So she had her name and then she had all these initials after her name. And I didn't, under, you know, I'm the worst jargon junkie there is, but I didn't understand those letters. And I said to her, why are those letters under your name important? I said, well, you know, because you have 122 characters. That's what you got. Yeah. Headline. Um, why are, did it, would you use them? She said, well, people in my industry know what they mean. And I said that, and I thought to myself. I didn't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, "That's nice." Mm-hmm. She so she can only sell to people that know what already know without getting to know her, and she's impressed by those initials. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so that's the kind of thing I see. No, it, that you're talking about.
1: Yes. I, and I you know I mean just to end in, your, in your story the story of your life and how you got to where you're at your corporate training but it didn't fit you're you're creating a value proposition for yourself all the way along and and so what, my point about that is that that was that was probably
2: not easy to do it wasn't <laughs> I left off the drama. <laughs> I left off the left turns and the things that didn't work and um it's a constant journey. Yeah. I left off the uh tears, the sleepless nights. Uh it sounded like it was a smooth ride. But even today, I mean, I did not expect the world to turn upside down, nor did anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it's it's never a smooth Ride from A to B to C to D, and it's a so, it's it's a different mindset. That was one of the things I did when we were talking about doing this podcast. An entrepreneur has a different mindset than an employee, and that's one of the reasons you know they have courage. They're risk takers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons I like working with salespeople and entrepreneurs. Is they they just think differently. Um, it's never a straight line, and there are times uh, when you know you have to pick yourself up by your own emotional bootstraps.
1: Yes, and and I think like because the thing that I liked about what you were saying is that you know creating that value proposition is being that authentic is the way to really communicate our story and who we are, but that, that isn't necessarily, you know, if we're struggling with that in our businesses, it's not necessarily that we're just stupid or, but that it is a challenge to figure it out. There is multiple dimensions to it. There's who we are becoming, who our what our business is becoming, what, how the market is responding there's just a lot of pieces. And so it's okay. I guess I'm thinking that that it's hard. It's, that's part of the process.
2: Um, yes, yeah, some days it's okay. And some days it's like, what the heck am I doing? And do I get a do over? Yeah. Why don't, why didn't I say in that nice safe? Well, it wasn't safe. I seem to be leaving every two years, but you know, I, I not fitting in, yeah. not belonging. Uh, it has its downsides, particularly with a family that grossly disapproves. Right. Um, you know, and and we don't want to go there because it's it's painful to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it takes a certain kind of fortitude. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing that happened. I'm very naive when it comes to thinking about what I and maybe you look at it this way too to me what I offer is very basic how can you be in the marketplace without it I am so surprised that there's so many people selling like it was 1999 yeah so this has been a journey that I thought was Oh, this is common sense. This is not going to be a big deal, but it is a big deal and also, when you're working like a, with a large corporation like Microsoft that does things that I have they don't call me up and say, "What do you think, Marilyn? Should we do this? Should right. we move the mm-hmm. Should we move the photo from the middle of the screen to the left side of the screen? Right. Should we mm-hmm. only expose two lines of headline. Habit- you know, the first two lines of the about section. What do you think we ought to do? And one day you open up your screen and guess what? Everything's changed. And they didn't bother asking my opinion. I have a lot of opinions, as you've already heard. <laughs> I like so, that. Yeah. so it's marketing today is a challenge because it's a mindset shift. As you just described it, people want more information. They want to know more about you before they like you. In fact, I should tell a story about meeting Bobby. When I first got his email, I don't know if he shared that with you, but there was no trust there. <laughs> and he had to earn my trust.
1: Good. Bobby, Bobby Bobby. is one that can earn trust.
2: Yes, he is. Isn't so
1: so these,
2: yeah, it is. That I think you just, encapsulated today's marketing in you have to earn trust Yeah, it isn't automatic mm-hmm. and that's what linkedin's all about and that's what going left and right and upside down and take you know it's another thing i'm seeing. and tell me if you are too i've been at this a very long time and it definitely has not been a straight road it's still not a straight road yeah. um but i'm finding that the, the people expect instant gratification
1: right it,
2: well, i've had my profile up for 3 weeks nothing's happening
1: yeah 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 it's it, it you, managing expectations is is a major huge um, yeah it's so huge because once those once if if you miss doing that that client's going to go away and it wasn't yeah. A bad job is just because, well, you just didn't let them know this is what it's going to take. I,
2: or, yeah. yeah, I think we could go on all day about this, but just uh, there's so many pieces to this marketing puzzle. And LinkedIn is the the edge, the top, I call it the top of the sales funnel. If you don't have a drip campaign, uh, I was going to tell you this story about another client of mine who um, who actually bought... Uh, a program where he could do whiteboard videos. Okay. But he's never used it. He's never used it all the time. And, uh, instead he's got talking head videos out there and they're not very good. <laughs> so here's what happened. He asked me, he said, you're the director of this campaign. You're in charge, Marilyn. Well, so the first time I saw one of his videos, I, I gave him feedback—honest, authentic feedback. Sorry, that's the dog. That's fine. She's a fifteen-pound dog, guard dog. Good. She gets and,
1: mo- immortalized in our
2: podcast. Yes, I am. Um, I'm waiting for her to jump in my lap like they did with that. That that was an authentic moment. Talk about authenticity with that weather guy. Yeah. And they dropped just moment. So anyhow, I critiqued his uh, video and it frankly wasn't very good. I hope he's not listening to this. And I haven't named names, I never name names. <laughs> and um I must have hit an ego. Oh, but he blasted me. He was really, really upset with me. Right. Yeah. So video n- and defended his point of view. I'm sorry. I don't know what the gardeners are. Of course the gardeners are around. Of course the gardeners. Uh, uh, and I'm too far away to go.
1: And yeah. I don't want to yell at
2: her. No, it's a, um Because of the podcast. So the second time he sent me a video, I asked him if he wanted feedback. And he said, no, just post it. Sure. So his videos are really bad. They're really, they're really boring. Now, if he thinks people, People are going to sit and listen to him talk at him for 10 minutes. He's wrong.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: And, and his expectations are without being open to feedback that people are going to get to know, like, and trust him yeah. with a video that's not well done, not well produced. So that is a constant challenge for people that say they want feedback but their ego is too too invested in being able to receive the feedback.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the The best entrepreneurs, in my opinion, are the ones that that can fail. If mm-hmm. if you can't and, and it can admit it, right? If you're yes. failing, and but no, I'm not failing. Then how do you ever fail till you succeed? you ever learn from those those mistakes so or
2: or wonder why this campaign isn't working or why aren't i getting engagement Uh, it's it's beyond me that why hire somebody if you're going to be totally invested in how it is so i take your point of managing expectations it's been a constant challenge and continues to be a challenge Uh, there is a mindset, uh, and I'm going to call it an old mindset, that people should want to do business with me. It's right. not the way it is today. No, 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 not at all. And, and
1: in a way, it's better because because no one should it should have never been a I should do business. Everyone should ha- have to. All corporations should have to. Earn their business.
2: I agree, and I think for an, for small businesses, there's no place better than LinkedIn to start. To start to earn business, to get them to know you, they might not. They may even like you, right? But if there isn't now, I know your company does this a total marketing strategy that puts the pieces of the puzzle together, they're going to, you know, what is it, seven to 12 touches today before people do business with you? Mm-hmm. How many different ways are you touching them? How much value are you giving to them? Yep. So you and I are on the same page. I never, and never is a word I don't use very often, tell people that they're going to gain trust by me having a LinkedIn presence. They're going to get to let people know them. They may even like them the trust is at another level Mm -hmm. and how they gain trust is um, really my goal is to get people on the phone with I don't know when you're doing your LinkedIn my goal is probably to get on your podcast my goal is to get people on the phone my clients to have phone conversations
1: yeah 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 there there needs to be and, and I think I think that's one of the things that hasn't changed. With all the changes, what hasn't changed mm-hmm. is the personal one-on-one interaction. Yeah. Pick up the phone. It's it'll it it always was about people, and it always will be about people.
2: That's absolutely. Do we have any time left? Have,
1: uh, yeah, we got a, a few a few moments.
2: Do you want to talk anything about LinkedIn worst practices or not? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the, the worst, besides having all your initials in your headline, one of my pet peeve work wor- worst practices is a connection invite that is an ad. Masquerading as an ad. I think that is such a brand destroyer. LinkedIn is all about your personal brand whatever, I don't care what company you work for. And I've been asked, well, if there's five salesmen, do we need five profiles? Yes, Mm -hmm. because they buy from five different salespeople. So one of the most offensive things, and I think the most negative reaction that people have on LinkedIn is to receive an invite to connect that is actually an ad for the services. They're skipping the no part. Yes. Yes. That's my number one pet peeve, and I usually just ignore. But every once in a while, I react. Right, (laughs) you're 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 irritating me, and you're hurting yourself, and that irritates. Yes, (laughs) Yes. and I don't say it as (laughs) nicely, but it is definitely a brand destroyer. So, if your listeners take nothing else away from this half hour, Please, please do not sell in a connection request.
1: I I thank you so much for that. Um, You know, uh, Marilyn, we have, uh, during the show, we have got to know you and like you, dare I say love you and trust. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Oh, you're
2: very welcome.
1: Will you please share um, the way we can
2: get a hold of you? Um. It's really easy to get a hold of me. Obviously, my LinkedIn profile is uh, Marilyn August. And August is spelled like the month. <laughs> I get asked, believe it or not, I get asked to spell it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Marilyn is the normal way. Okay. M-A-R-I-L-Y-N. And my, my email is Marilyn at profit, GPS. like a GPS in your car, ProfitGPS.com. Um, and those are the two best ways to get a hold of me uh the easiest ways and the fastest ways um there there there's what I recommend, and I will get back to you and I also, if you have any questions that I haven't answered uh it's a it's a huge subject oh, yeah. uh, this this digital marketing thing, and I just wanted to mainly get to a couple of the concepts. Thank you. So Marilyn August on LinkedIn or Marilyn at ProfitGPS.com. Wonderful. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. You have been listening to No Like Trust by Stampede Digital Systems, a part of the Stampede Podcast Network. The questions from today's interview have been adapted and simplified from the powerful marketing tool, the Sales Site Blueprint. To learn more and get the full set of questions to start your business on the no Like, Trust path, download your free sales site blueprint today from stampedeweb.com. That's stampedeweb.com. Until next time, this is Be Rich, signing out.